Welcome to the Producer Podcast. This is the show where we interview successful producers from around the world, and we ask them how they make their music. We ask them what they're doing in the studio with software, what hardware they're using. We talk about their careers. We get marketing advice out to you guys. And the whole goal is to help you guys become better producers, better marketers, and get your music out there and heard. Make sure to listen to all of our past episodes at theproducer.club. That's our main website. Or follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash theproducerpodcast. I'm Steve Cherubino, your host, and we always have an amazing producer on the show, and this time is no different. Christian Poe is joining us from Buenos Aires, Argentina. What's up, Christian? Hey, Steve, how are you? Thanks for such a big introduction. No problem, man. Thank you very much for coming on the show. You're welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of music you produce? I'm mainly music producer. I, I am a DJ 12 years ago, label owner, but I also work on some different parts of the music industry, you know? So I work in music. I can say I work in music. <laughs> and that's my, almost my whole life. I love what I do, but I know uh, what could I start with. So there's no type of, of, of music per se. I think uh, also a producer must be skilled in almost every style of music. So I, I cannot say I am an electronic music producer only. Well, from your SoundCloud, it sounds like you produce a lot of house music. Yeah, I, I practically started with progressive house. Then I moved into funky, techno. I've done some minimal. I'm doing minimal techno nowadays. I've done big room mainstream um, for all those who don't know. I, I've done reggae, rock, wow. heavy metal, but with another people, another name. It, it's so awesome because music is everything we can hear. And it's not just the, the EDM or the, or the dance music you can hear on the radios or on the clubs, you know? Yes. But I, I must say, anyway, that my, my perfect time when I became a DJ was uh, my progressive house uh, side of myself and, and techno more than the classic house gotcha I, when did you do that? it was about more than 12 years ago when, when I started editing some tracks and, and then some, some person asked me if I, I wanted to be a real DJ or not so I, I obviously answered yeah and uh, he put, put in front of me uh, 3,000 people and he said okay uh, push play and go along. <laughs> um, well, I was quite nervous, I would say. It was one of the biggest things that happened in my entire life. But well, I gotta say, a big career started uh, back then, that night. Um, then I had my first residence after three months of preparation. I remember he uh, talking to me and, and saying, are you really ready to to catch your own your own part of, the, of this club with a progressive house uh, booth and I say well I actually I, I, mean, I don't feel like I'm prepared but let's go <laughs> there's no problem so it, it was really fun because I started there putting another kind of music then I moved into progressive house and then yeah, many clubs opened up uh, wanting to have me uh, well I, I could say nowadays that are I have been working on more than 40 clubs. Wow. In, in this very city, just in Buenos Aires. Wow. Not counting uh, on other cities. That's amazing. It, I, I, I must say, it, it was, back then it was not about the marketing, but about uh, the kind of DJ 
you you could be i see you could adapt, if you could adapt yourself to the crowd and and even not being a producer because i i know a lot of djs here that they they, they are producers but they are still the best djs i i don't care about being the number one i just want to be myself and better than myself every day i see well what made you such a good dj the first words from from the dj who who taught me how how to do it he said me before you push play you have to read the crowd gotta put your eyes up on the dance floor and see what's happening what do you think they are wanting to hear next or how's the night feeling even if it's a rainy night a happy night uh, a night with less people than you expected this all those things may change your mind while while you are djing or even you have sort of set up uh, a dj set Uh, that's a thing I I never do because I, I I like that I like to read people and just in the moment uh, start thinking well, okay what could be the next song uh, could it be something harmonic harmonic with the previous song or not or it may be a change of plans in the middle of the night it it, it all depends on the crowd so you don't have a set list then that's very cool no. that's that makes it that's a skill reading the crowd I couldn't do that because. Uh, As I told you before, I'm not just an electronic music DJ. I've been DJing one of my favorite, let's say, genres of all time, which is the 80s music, Italian dance, rock and roll, Latin Latin music. And so, when you know when you know how to DJ on every stage and on every style, your mind works different. Hmm. Uh, when you work just with electronic music, I see the DJs. They almost do the same thing because what they they watch on YouTube is what they go and do on the stage, and I'm not really fan of that. What sh- what should they be doing instead? Yeah, I'd say uh, almost 90% do just what they watch on YouTube, and I'm, I'm not fan of that because uh, DJ stands out when he when they go with something original, something creative, more than a copy. I. I I say they are copycat DJs. Yeah, I think is the the best description. I, I don't have to to be talk be talking all night long explaining what a copycat DJ is. Well, what should they? What advice do you have for them? First thing to be creative. The next thing that I'm not seeing people want to learn. If they want to copy, they don't want to learn. They they aren't taught to be to to learn everything. But it's not just. Go to the booth, um, push play, and do whatever technique you know uh, when it comes to DJing. It's all about the music you know, the music you you have been listening to your entire life. Because I'm gr- uh, I grew up listening to Queen, Pink Floyd, and I'm here producing electronic music. But I have uh, such a big influence, you know. Gotcha. So I think it's must it must be it. Uh, people should should read books, should read uh, tutorials instead. It's the same thing because I, I kind of come from the times when we still learn from books. A mastering book of 600 pages. And so you're saying the DJ should read books instead of watching YouTube videos? Well, let's apply my advice to every DJ slash producer because they they all think they are both. Uh, They think they are both, both things, 
right. at the same time, right. even if they are just the game. And that's <laughs> that's crap. <laughs> so uh, there's not a, a good book for DJ. I got you. DJing is the thing you learn as you go. But, okay. but making music is not a thing you learn in 10 minutes. It's the thing you learn with so many years. So I, I can say I, I've been 12 years reading books, to, uh, tutorials, ebooks, e uh, buying books. Uh, I'm reading them. Even uh, my mother tongue is Spanish, but I read books in English, in French. Wow. I, try, I try to translate another books because every single person in the world can... Uh, teach us uh, new techniques every day sure so, uh, but what I can see every day is people want for example ghost productions so what can you get from that it's people who don't want to learn and want to get things easy because they have money but that's not the way yeah I hear what you're saying now what software do you use to make your music Nowadays, I, uh, I must say, uh, I mostly use Ableton Live, with no doubts. I I have been using CoolEdit before it, it becomes Adobe Audition. Uh, the first versions of SoundForge uh, Cubase, which is an amazing software, it, especially when you're recording voices. I, I must say, a perfect and simple configuration for recording voices is an analog compressor and Cubase and you, I think you're really done that's a, a little advice for new producers or um, someone who wants to change the configuration I, ha I have also tried out I don't know if you remember the, the software called Rewire before Reason it was like an experiment because it was an analog style type of software but then I I, I started using the Minimoog BST version mm -hmm. Uh, and I fell in love with that because it has unique sounds. There, there's no other scene that could pull out uh, those minimum sounds or, for example, the Poly 6, the Jupiter 8B. So you're talking about Arturia. Arturia, yeah. Arturia has such an amazing... Uh, and even Steinberg, uh, I'm still using, for example, the Hypersonic version 1. Wow. I usually use all versions of some software because... I just don't want to update them. The <laughs> Ableton Live, I use the 8 version, some Porsche 8, sometimes the 8. Uh, well, the Rewire, which is uh, a software from the 90s. I thought Rewire just allowed you to connect two dolls together. Yeah, that's why I say it, it came out before Reason and before this technology of rewiring software so you can connect. Uh, one synthesizer with another software and all, all those things that I don't do ever. Gotcha. But I, I, I must say, when I started with Ableton Live, I just started watching the main screen and I said, this is just what I need. I don't need anything else because I have the possibility to start making loops, try one, try another one, uh, interchange, exchange sounds and see what happens. And it was faster than with FL Studio or Logic, but that's just my opinion. Right. I, I feel very comfortable with Ableton Live, uh, more than with another software, at least nowadays, because I open it and I know what to do. Right. It's almost instantly. 
Yeah. It didn't happen with the other software I, I tried. Yeah, that's that seems to be like how a lot of people pick their dolls. It's just whatever works for them. I use Studio One, and it's the same way. When I open it up, I know just what to do, and it just works for me. The only problem I have with Studio One is it's ugly. It's so ugly. <laughs> If they make it pretty looking, it's going to be the best doll ever. But uh, other than that, I really like it. So, uh, and I use Ableton too for a lot of live stuff and just to get some ideas. But my main production is in in Studio One. Now, tell us about your workflow in Ableton. How do you write a song? Well, it all depends.、Uh, for example, composing a progressive house song. Does not have the same process as in making a big room, big room vocal track, or a deep house, or let's say rock, reggae, R&B, or whatever else. So, for example, for the big room vocal track, you have to get to the lyrics, the recording, discuss with the singer, get all those studio fights until you're ready to record again and make some changes in the lyrics. And it takes. Longer than making a deep house or a progressive house or、sure. a classic house or an acid house, which is、uh, something you can make in ten minutes today. <laughs> house or, or a tech house, it's just so easy. There's no creative process today, or, or it's so little the creative process. So I am preferring the big room vocal tracks when I, I had to to start rhyming in English, even when I not, I, I speak Spanish and I am really good at. As rhyming in my own language, right, right. I had to do it in another language. It has to make sense, and it, it has to represent something, something important to me.、Uh, so I, I'm trying out that more now than before. I'm composing more than producing music now, but nobody knew that until now. So you have the. The breaking, the breaking news <laughs> is yours now. All right, I like having that. It was a surprise because I'm enjoying now composing some instruments and lyrics for for singers or for bands. Sweet. Uh, uh, it's an important part of my music career that I want to enjoy that now. But I'm still producing、uh, lots of things from techno, like I said before, you know, techno, progressive. I will make an entire album that will cover up all, almost every style. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not quite sure about that. But that would be interesting. There, there will be a, an album that will represent at least where what I like the most. Good. Then, 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 then people will. We'll place their thoughts, and I will learn from the comments from, from people. <laughs> I usually do. No,、oh, definitely. And I, let me say so,、uh, uh, a last thing about this topic: when remixing, for example, when remixing, you have to come up with other ideas, another kind of ideas, because you already have an original idea. You have the hook, you have the vocal, the melody, the chords.、Uh, So you get the stems. For example, is let's talk about a real project, not just an acapella. A project with all the stems, where you have the, the kick drum, the bass, all the original instruments, and you have to think what could be better for a remix.、Mm. It doesn't have to be the same thing.、Uh, you want to try another style.、Uh, you want to speed it up, speed it down. So you you can see it's all depending on the. On the kind of work you have, say, the kind of work. I see what you're saying. 
I think that's cool. Personally, I like to, on a remix, I like to keep a little bit of the flavor of the original. Otherwise, it's like you're writing an entirely new song. And it's it's not supposed to be a brand new song. It's supposed to be a remix. So I like to have at least a little bit of flavor of the original. It, it all depends on your style. For example, yeah. if you're just a progressive house producer, you have to stuck, get stuck with the progressive house mood. Um, let's say if you had a vocal song with many, many choruses and verses, you don't need that in progressive house because it doesn't work out. You just need a few vocals for the breakdowns, and then it's all about your own production on the, over the remix. Right. So that's that's for example, uh, that's a good example of rewriting the song using less vocals. I, I'm not talking about a, a dub version or an almost instrumental version. It's just another genre, another style. Of the same piece, the same song, but you're just using less vocals. I do it every time. I discuss with, with the original singers or producers, and I have to say, okay, if I go take house, I can use every vocals. But if I'm going progressive house, I don't like to use all the vocals. Right. Uh, and then you have to see what chords are used, because in progressive house, it's more like a nostalgic kind of thing. You, you can have those happy hands in the air chords in a progressive house because it doesn't work that way that's for a big room mainstream EDM and all those things music has uh, different viewpoints let's see in electronic music you can use the same chord but for different styles and it sounds quite different I see something uh, uh, let's say for a newbie a rookie who's starting with production um, and they know nothing about music theory by now let me tell you that they must listen to almost every style they can so they can get the difference between something uh, for example classical music is really happy but it all depends on how do you listen to it right right when I at least when I listen to, to a German classical musician piece uh, I get it happier than an other person because the other person will say okay classical music is boring why why is it boring because classical music is the mother of all the rest we are all made of classical music I believe it I see classical music in everything just about yeah it's you a, can <clears throat> yeah. for example let me tell you there's a famous classical song called the canon in D mm -hmm. from Bachefeld no it's you everywhere know, you know it right oh yeah it's everywhere it was used in more than 100 known hits. I'm sure, of course. For example, uh, Go West from Fetcher Boys. Well, it was a huge hit in UK and then in America and then in the rest of the country, but it was one of the biggest hits of the 90s. And it has the chords from the Canon Indian. With the Argentinians, used to say, everything is already created. All you have to do is to be creative with the with which is already created. It's, yes. it's like a wordplay, you know, it's yeah. nothing <laughs> Let me ask you about some of your gear. What's your favorite soft sin? Let's say silent one for sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's the most most exciting uh, soft thing nowadays. Uh, I already told you about the Jupiter AB uh, and the Mini Move. I won't say Nexus, for example, because it's a sampler. It's not the synthesizer. It's not. You're right. You're right. It's, it's an hybrid, a hybrid synthesizer. It's 
It has it's a rampler. samples. It's, it's a rampler. like contact. It's like contact. Yeah. All, all based in samples, and you pick up a preset, and you get the sound, and that's not uh, making synthesis. No. I mean, you I could want... tweak it. You could tweak it a little with filters and effects, but that's not synthesizing it. Have you tried Spire yet? Spider. Spire. Spire. Check out Spire. That I think that's going to be the next big synth. I don't remember because I I, I don't usually use a lot of soft things. I, uh, I use four or five. I right. don't because otherwise you you get so much sounds that you you don't know what to lock more. So I prefer to get stuck with my Silent One, Hypersonic, Jupiter, yeah. uh, and my FX plugin. I, I hear you. What about what effects plugins do you use for effects? I am using a lot because, um, let's say, two years ago, more or less, I changed my way oh, for the mix down and mastering. I started using the Sonox and um, Fab Filler uh, packages. Ah, I have this, for example, I have the Sonox limiter, which I use. It's good. Uh, the last part of the chain. When mastering and the fat filter has a really awesome VSTs. They are just what I need and what I want. They are no more nor less. Right. A lot of people are liking Fab Filter. What's your favorite Fab Filter plugin? The Cytro. Ah, the distortion. It's, it's really hard to get it at first because you have all those little options to start clicking and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but, but you gotta be so careful because you click something that you may not hear but it will affect the, some frequencies and wow. it will ruin your mix down so I see I a, it's a multi-band saturator right for example yeah for example if you want a distortion you just need to use a distortion plugin not the Saturn because the Saturn is a big fat multi-band distortion right so you have to be a really professional of that yeah yeah, I know. I, I downloaded the demo of it, and I I, I was having I can a problem recommend with it. You, uh, I can say, for example, for a good distortion, you must you can use the sausage from from Data Life. Yeah, sausage fattener. The, the, the sausage fattener is a perfect distortioner, and you see, you have do, two options, no more, no less. The yeah. fuff, the, what does the fuff filter Saturn have? Millions of <laughs> options. You don't right. you don't need that. Right. Right. That's interesting. Good choices, though. Speaking of that, where do you go to learn and improve your own production skills? Do you read magazines, go to forums, YouTube videos? Where do you learn to improve? Let's see, nothing in particular, because uh, I usually learn all about myself. I, yeah. I can yeah. learn. I, I already told you I, I have read some books, tutorials, but I do it on my own. I, I have no teacher. In fact, I am teacher of music production, but I choose my my pupils. I I'm, I don't love, I I don't work in a school or right. whatever. I, I just pick up some friends which want to make uh, a particular style. For example, I am teaching trance music. Cool. I, I don't produce trance music for myself. <laughs> right. But I right. teach that, and it's kind of fun because I something sometimes I. I got impressed of myself because I'm teaching things that I don't use. Right, right. It's really weird sometimes. Uh, I'm really happy with that because my re my very first pupil is about to enter Armada. Wow, 
That's oh, awesome. That's, that, I don't need to enter Armada, but I'm really proud that my first pupil and a good friend is about to enter Armada. That's really cool. It, and it shows how much knowledge you have if you could teach somebody that. And I'm sure that makes you feel really good. Now, what for your career, what was the highlight of your career thus far? I think achieving success, my own success, it comes before being famous. Mm -hmm. As you can see, nowadays, people want to be famous. Yeah. Just famous, with no talent, like Paris Hill. <laughs> no talent, but famous. Yes. And that's not the way. We, I know we all want money, um, but why that? Because we all end, end up in the same, uh, let's see, in the same cemetery. We all gonna die. So why do we want so much money and fame and all and other things I, I want to talk about? I can be a billionaire, but with no skills, or I can have skills, but no fame, the other way around. Well, I'm not a billionaire, I'm not famous, as you may think, I'm not the number one, I'm not hard work, but I think I'm a successful person, because I, I get what I want. For example, I, I wanted to hit a number one, a number one track, a top-selling track in a store, and I did. I wanted to work with some big sharks of music, uh, or for example, a big influence, an idol for me, which is Daniel Portman. I did. <laughs> so those kind of things make me successful, more than fame. I see what you're saying. That's great. You, you get when when trying to. I, I hope, I hope uh, a lot of the people that listen to your show can get what I'm trying to say. It, it's more important the, their own success and not the fame. The fame could last one one day, one year, and then you you're done because you're dead. So fame is just fame. Money is just money. We have to to, to keep ourselves alive for as long as we can. And I, being happy and successful with all the things we, we do. Uh, it could be in music or, or another career. Sure. Man, I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, being happy be, and being proud of what your accomplishments are, that that's great. That goes a long yeah, way. You can see the, the music industry itself leads to that thing. Right. They show you through all the social media, the TV, that you gotta be famous overnight for a reality show or, or a contest, a remix contest. And all you have to do is to show your, your skills. Um, there will be eventually the right person who will see how skillful you are. Right. And you will get your contract or all, all those things that, that, comes, uh, that come along. Absolutely. Very cool. What is the most effective way you have found to market your music? Get the word out. Uh, I think nowadays only social media. Media. Any ones in particular, and how do you use them? Uh, mainly Facebook and YouTube. You know, I, I cannot invent a new way of marketing. You yeah. Know, so, so. Just putting your tracks out there. Yeah, or, or for example, SoundCloud and MixCloud. Um, put them together. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, what's the best piece of advice you can give to an aspiring producer right now? Uh, don't think that you will be famous overnight. First important thing. No matter if you're on a reality show, on a contest, on X Factor, or whatever. So, the first thing is to be to always be the same person and not change because you, you want to be such a badass person to get famous or, or to be a, an old tattooed person. That's <laughs> not the way. Right. First, of, first of all is to master the skills and try, for example, let's 
talk about one important thing uh, I just thought about. Uh, I see a lot of SoundCloud profiles with newly producers who have, let's say, five songs. No, mm-hmm. they, they first five songs, but they are all wrong. They have, mean, they, have, they have to get signed all those five songs which are sounds horrible with so what's my, my advice to get one song good one good song I'm not asking because as a level owner I get demos every day so I'm trying to say people that I I'm not being uh, a jerk I'm just trying to help and saying don't don't send me five tracks that are, are sounding wrong send me just one please that is sounding as quite close to the perfection as possible. I see. So we can just tweak one and another thing, but I, I, I hate, I really hate to say people, you have to re- remake your track because it's horrible. I don't want to say that because <laughs> no one deserves that. No, right. one, no one is born knowing everything. I don't know everything. Uh, and I, I started just like them by sending one track And um, uh, the first first times they say to me, okay, it's missing some things, it's missing volume, it's missing a good mastering. Okay, okay, but I'm trying to get one damn song well made, and then and then start from that, not from five or ten or or one hundred mashups, which is not music production, it's just <laughs> editing, copy paste, and <laughs> that crap. Right. So, so please, when you want to send a demo, make sure that it's one good track. That's great advice. I think it's more important to to focus on, on a big advice more than than being saying ten advices that, that won't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great tip. I'm saying I'm saying this even as a level owner and as an artist, because I get even the promos from another DJs now or unknown, it doesn't matter. But you can say nowadays any kind of bad music really is released. Stores don't care about that because all they want is money. Mm-hmm. We, the DJs, care about that because we want good music coming to our inbox so we can play creative and new producers and, and not not be playing always the same producers with their new tracks and all that, all of that. We want something new. Sure. No, that's great advice. I received, let's say, 300 or more promos a day. A day. Wow. It could be 1,000 tracks. Because sometimes you get a single and you pee, a single with remixes, so a hundred, a thousand tracks a day. I cannot listen to all of them, obviously. Uh, but when I start to listen to the promos, I get almost two tracks out of 500. You're kidding me. Because if you get, for example, Take House, it's all the same. It's all Vengeance and Loop Master Loops, Sound to Sample, it's all loops. You, really? you, you don't have uh, something creative, some some melody, some. These guys are really. These guys are sending you loops, huh? Yeah, or wow. made of loops with no intro, no outro, uh, not a good hook. I think uh, an interesting hook is what made a, a track good um, and possibly a, a top selling track. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are some musical techniques uh, about the, the course and the way you, you make the progressions, uh, but it all depends on the style of the music. But in tech house or techno, there, there's no progression. It's always the same baseline. Um, and I say to them, please don't use loops. Don't. We all use loops, but try to create something new out of all those loops. Right. If you if you have 50 gigabytes of loops, why can't you create one damn new brand new loop? On your own. That's why, for example, I I have released 
two albums of my own sets of looks made all by myself. I took them off my projects, older and my last projects. Um, the second volume, which is called Big Room Kick Drums, Big Room House Kick Drums, it was uh, number one for more, more than a month in track source. Wow. It, it beat up uh, the classic loops from Two Room, for example. And yeah. it was really pressed because I, I started thinking it may be the possibility that uh, in the future a lot of songs will be made with my young looks. Right. Which makes me uh, as, as proud. Uh, uh, for example, when I've been telling you about my pupil in trans music, yeah. I, I'm proud because with my things, other people can work. Right. That's amazing. I love that. Well done. And where can people find out more about you and listen to your songs? My own website is christianpaul.com, but it's under construction. I'm making a new version, more like an HTML5 version, more, more gotcha. fun. Gotcha. So, uh, but I, I'm quite enjoying uh, the new version of the Facebook fan page. Okay. Because they are like profiles, so I can I can use I, I am using my my fan page as a profile. And that's a good thing because I, I'm posting what I think about the World Cup, about things that happen in the world, and um, for example, uh, making opinions about the albums from another producer, not the, and all, as well as from promoting myself. I mean, I'm trying to connect with people on another side. It's right. not all, it's, it's not all about promoting my track and say, hey, it's my new demo, hey, my new track, hey, it's out, out now, good morning, out now. No, I'm trying to connect with people more than, than before because I have more time now, and I think it's, it's more interesting than being uh, making such a big spam of music every day, sure. reposting, reposting, sharing, sharing. Uh, I prefer to be even commenting between pages, so I can comment to a person who worked uh, before with me and which creates it, which creates uh, a good feedback. And someday you don't know, and you get one thousand new fans, and that's the way. That's or, or at least that's my way. Yeah, my, my way or the highway. You know? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. What's the URL of your Facebook page? Well, you can find you can find me just typing Christian Poe, or okay. it's facebook.com slash Christian Poe with double O and W official. Awesome. Oh, it's simple, right? I don't I don't like to put the, the URLs. That's fine. It's strange That's fine. words, uh, but you can find me easily on every social media. In Twitter, I'm Christian Poe. In Instagram, the same. Mixcloud, SoundCloud, YouTube. Even YouTube, I have my own Twitch channel. Uh, I have to create my own videos, which are of low quality. But well, <laughs> I, I don't. Sometimes I I don't have enough money to pay a person to make videos. So That's what's okay. What is important is the music that exactly. you gotta exactly. listen. So a, exactly. a YouTube channel, it should be just uh, the artwork of the music, and the music goes along with the video. Exactly. No, I, I don't. I don't need anything else sometimes from some compilation that I want to show off uh, some effects but I have to spend a lot of time making all of that because I, I just myself for my career and my label I now have a, I now have a manager in USA and a company that promotes my music but the rest it's all me so wow. if, if it's if it serves as an advice for new people it's a hard work. It's not just to be sending demos. You have to promote yourself, make good friends, good contacts, uh, even go to clubs when you don't want to because you have to connect with people and 
I'm not talking about Nokia connecting people, but <laughs> the per- people connecting people by themselves. Sure. DJs uh, and promoters and people that may be your future managers. But sure. Well, it all depends on on someone's personality as well. Well, I'll tell you what. It seems like you're working hard and you're getting the job done. Um, you're you're all over the place. You're, you know, you're ranking number one. You're making construction kits. It's a really good job. So thank you again very much, Christian, for coming on the show. You gave a ton of great information. And people are really going to get a lot out of it. So thank you very much. I must say thank you, too, because uh, since I, I started knowing you, uh, I, I really thought it was going to be a perfect interview and, and let's, let's say more of, of, of a talk more than an, an interview. And right. I'm quite happy for that because it, it's been a long time without having a good um, and calm chat with, yes. with someone on, on the radio. So uh, I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for talking with me. And yeah, that's that's the best way to do it. Just have a, a conversation. I'm sure the people are going to connect with it. And um, that's what we're all about here. So thanks, everyone, for listening to the episode. Check us out at theproducer.club. That's our main website. You can find all the shows there. The show notes for Christian's show are going to be there, and they're going to have all the links and information that we talked about. Also, hit us up on our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com, at so- our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash theproducerpodcast. Thanks again. See you guys later.